0: Okay, I got it working. All right, so tonight is Q&A, in case you didn't notice. And then um, the two talks after, now that we've talked about um, Pope Krullus, I think sometimes the analogy I overuse is, if you don't see Kobe play, you don't understand drills, right? So it's like we've talked about someone like Pope Kralos, so that, so that maybe this one might be better. Is this better? Okay. Is that when you've seen like the model of something, how it works, then it becomes more relevant how to get there. Right? Because I think sometimes when we talk about like things in spiritual life, you just see it as a, a dry topic. Right? Like if you're given a, a one-hour lecture on how to dribble, you might not find that that appealing but learning how to dribble matters um if you want to play well so we'll do q a today and then those two and then a QA and then i bizounce um do they have the link as well okay perfect okay so um for now i will go in order because it looks like there's oh no there's a lot okay sir. So i thought there's only like 10 questions Never mind. Um, so what I'll do is I'm gonna pay some attention to the questions that you upvoted, but I also, I don't I haven't looked at them yet. So sometimes people upvote only certain topics, um, and I, I don't like it to get hijacked always by one thing. Um, so I might, if they're all the same kind of topic, choose different categories and, and cycle through them. Um, what do you think is are the most important traits Um, of a godly woman and man, especially in marriage, what is being lost in our generation from these traits? Um, I think the most important trait is to be a godly woman or man. Um, So, it's a great question, and I think that's what's often missing, Um, because I'm not so interested in people's individual traits, personally. I I didn't get married, so it's not my problem, but... um, (laughs) in the sense that a good christian could marry anyone theoretically like if you if you follow the gospel you could marry anyone the problem is do you believe in the gospel right because if you don't believe in the gospel then game over before it's even started no offense because then your marriage is only as strong as your individual patience and no matter how patient you think you are you're not right like there's going to be a point where you've had enough right the beauty of a theistic marriage, and particularly a Christian marriage, is because I'm not the standard of right or wrong, nor is my spouse, in my case it is, because my spouse is God, but um, then it's, you can be in an argument where you're both wrong. You could be in an argument where one of you is saying the right things in a completely wrong way, but the reason that you know that is because of the gospel. So if both are conforming to the gospel, then you have a direction. But if you're not, it's not going to go anywhere. Right? You don't have any basis to do it. So in other words, the gospel provides the ruler. And it's the ruler that lets us know that the line is curved or that we have a point that's far away. Remove that and you're in chaos. Right? Then you're inventing definitions. So that's why, yes, I only think it's important that you're godly. And by godly, I don't mean that as an adjective. I mean that as a noun. I mean that as identity, right? To be that in the image and likeness of God. If that's your goal, you're fine, right? Falling short won't be a problem. But if you're not looking for that, if you're looking for anything other than that, whatever you're looking for will pass away, right? Whether it's beauty, whether it's intellect, whether it's attention, whether it's Nurturing, whether it's like anything to fill your loneliness, whatever, all of those things can be broken, but godliness cannot. Um, So what would be, just to tie it to it, would be a red flag to look out for life in a life partner, somebody that's not interested in that. Um, Then, good luck. Um, How do we fulfill the need to be loved without being in a relationship, by loving. That's how you'll find it, right? So if what you mean is romance, then there isn't, right? Like you're not going to be romantic till you get romantic. Then you're just being romantic. But if what you mean is true love, then just offer it, right? Think of anything that you wish you were receiving and give it to someone and you will receive it. And the goal is not to receive it. I'm just saying that that's often the side effect, right? If, like, if I wish somebody would ask about me, right? Have I ever thought about asking about people? There's somebody else out there who wishes somebody would ask about me, right? Once I've done that, if, because the issue that we sometimes have is that it's, we want something particular. Right? So it might be that I want not just somebody to ask about me. I actually specifically want so-and-so to ask about me because I want that person to be my friend or insert whatever here, right? But now I'm limiting it. I want them to be catering to me on some level, right? Now, if imagine if I just randomly took interest in somebody who needs it. I might even develop a friendship I never saw coming, right? I a, might have prevented it. Maybe we will not end up being close friends, but we like solve the crisis before it happened right because god works through the gospel god works through us and when we're living in the gospel then god is manifest to all through us right if you read matthew 5 through 7 which i really recommend you do that's our constitution like almost everyone who confesses with me that's like a weekly exercise that i give them right is that you have to be cycling through matthew 5 through 7 all the time read it and ask yourself if every christian lived like this what would the world look like what would community look like? And then dumb it down, if five people in the parish lived like that, what would what would it look like? Because the gospel is saying, don't try and get others to do stuff for you. The gospel is saying, do everything you possibly can for others. And that's saying the end result is that if everybody were doing that, everybody's giving and everyone's receiving. Because everyone's always looking for each other's needs. So today I'm comforting, tomorrow I'm being comforted. Right? Today I'm outreaching, tomorrow I'm outreached, right? Today I'm visiting someone in prison. Tomorrow I'm visited in prison. Right? So it's if you if you want it to be fulfilled, offer it. Right? That's the, the, the safest, healthiest way. Uh, there's a question about prayer, but I think that's gonna be part of the the, um, the talk tomorrow. Um, sorry, I'm sliding through randomly, so I'm not being intentionally selective. Um, how to find and maintain true inner peace. These are high level questions that my answers are gonna sound really bad Um, because the answers are simple, they're just not easy, right? How do you find and maintain true inner peace by not wanting anything? Then you'll be very peaceful, right? Because why do you lose your peace? Because something's not going the way you want, right? Otherwise, you'd be very peaceful, right? So either you, you had an opinion that wasn't gratified, you had a will that wasn't fulfilled, you wanted something that they didn't do, right, something disturbed, something that you prefer, that's how you lose peace. So the solution is to only want one thing, which is reality, which is God, right? So if I were to start carrying, that's what I'm saying the gospel is everything, and Christians just don't like the gospel anymore, right? It's like, other than prayer, okay, other than the gospel, other than, I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, whereas if the gospel is true, if Christ is who he said he is, don't forget what it means to be a Christian. If Christ is who he says, if Christ is God, not some good guy that lived, right? If he's really who he is, then what he says really matters. And he said, this is what it means to be you. Not idealistically you, who you are, right? Not something you're trying to become. It's already who you are. You've done stuff to cover up who you are. You didn't stop being who you were, right? This is a very deep Antonian teaching, the best saint, where some people talk about virtue like it's out there in the air. I need to like pluck it out and put it in, right? Anthony says the complete opposite. Anthony's saying you already have all the virtues. You're you're not using them. You you've replaced the virtue with its opposing vice, right? So how do I be generous? By stop being selfish, right? Like it's it's I need to there's something I'm doing that's preventing the virtue from coming out. So if I care for the gospel and I want that to be true saying my only desire is to struggle towards health, I'll be at peace. But if I want something else, I may sometimes be at peace and sometimes not. But it's not going to be a true peace. It's a conditional peace. It's a peace that's conditional upon my gratification. Right? And that's why the gospel is so counterintuitive because it's saying, find your peace in giving everything, not wanting everything. Right? It's, it's um, yeah, it's hard. Um There's a lot of really good spiritual questions. Like I'm used to like all of them being like, what do you think of Roe v. Wade? Now someone's gonna write it. Um, do dreams have any spiritual meaning? How do we learn to interpret them if so versus, uh, if how do we learn to interpret them if so versus dreams we should just ignore? Um. Let me like put it in a different order. Can dreams have a spiritual meaning? Yes. Do all dreams have a spiritual meaning? No. Right? Um, some of it's just your indigestion. Um, but how do you learn to interpret them? Don't. Right? St. Anthony the Great says whoever believes in dreams is the plaything of the devil and the same saint anthony had dreams. It's not like he didn't know that, right? Joseph had a dream, right? But the thing is that if God is trying to give you a message, he is not going to be limited only to the dreams and he does sometimes use dreams. The reason I'm saying is don't try and learn how is because you have no like how do you learn it at the, right? Like you're 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 literally just making it up right? I mean, there might be something obvious. If the dream is saying, like, go murder your brother, then you, like, there's a, g- some people might even believe that one, but um, we're saying, okay, there, you might, if it's contrary to the gospel, you might have had some concept, assuming that you really know the gospel, right? But the devil is also master manipulator, like, he knows the gospel, right? He used the gospel with the Lord, right? So the the key is not to try and interpret it. I, like, I'm big on saying shove it into a folder in your head of stuff that happened and ignore it. Because if God is really trying to tell you something, it will not be only in one way at one time, right? He's, he's kind of omnipotent, okay? So he's not gonna be limited by whether you got the memo, right, if, if St. Joseph the carpenter didn't understand the dream, I, I really don't think God would be like, well, I guess Jesus is gonna die early, <laughs> right? Like, it'd be like, I said, leave right like okay so when god wants something he knows how to say it he's not limited by your ability to put together the pieces right so i wouldn't put too much time in it or you might have an authentic dream that the devil adds five fake ones in and then and then like, the devil's the author of confusion so i would not i would i would ignore all of them right and just say lord if there's something you need to say i trust that you will Because a lot of the times these signs, whether it's a dream or other things, they're meant to be confirmatory in the long term, right? So they become part of a whole package. They're not necessarily meant to be an individual incident, right? Because you could even receive a sign, like moving just out of just dreams, that's real but you don't understand, right? Like for example, I I like the story of St. Paul with the shipwreck, right? Because they're on the boat and they, are prisoners, they're, 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 they're considered criminals, they have their shipwreck, with great whatever issues, they get to shore, and there's a fire when they get to shore and they're eating, right? And the people on the island that are are feeding them, when they're sitting around the fire, out of nowhere, like a, a snake latches onto Paul's hand, right? And then the people are like, see, the wisdom of the gods. That even though you survived a shipwreck, because you're a guilty criminal, it caught up with you and a snake is biting your hands. Right, that's how they interpreted the sign. Sounds rational, right, theologically. So, Paul goes, and it falls off. And they go, he's a god, (laughs) right? So he went from (laughs) prisoner I'm glad you think I'm funny. Um, He went from prisoner to God in 30 seconds, right? They, and both were wrong, he's not a God, right? And he was not a guilty convict, okay? So that's what I mean is like, and was there a real sign from God that occurred? Yes, and that was actually a sign from God, right? That he has the authority over all creation, right? That this is, so that's what I mean is, just store it in the bank and and if it has meaning, it's gonna have meaning, right? But you don't have any, any work to do in that, really. Um, what's the most important, I, I shouldn't have read this one because I don't know if I know the answer. What's the most important spiritual lesson you've learned as a layperson or if not, the most important one that has left a major impact in your spiritual life. I'll go with the one that has left a major impact because I don't know what's the most important, to be honest with you. Um, I remember asking a question like this to some of the fathers from Villa Surian when they were establishing St. Moses' monastery um, in Texas. Um, I went with some, a crew from St. Mark's Toronto like its first or second year when it was still the, the, the original three um, I had asked it differently. I was like, what's wrong with us? Um, like, in your view. And he Abuna didn't skip a beat. Like, I was like, what, what, what is it that we need to do? And he's like, hadad al hadaf. Right? Determine the goal. Determine the purpose. Determine the objective. That never left me. Right? Especially with how, like, fast he said it. Right? Of, like, what is the point? Because if I don't even know what the point is, how on earth do I navigate what I'm doing? Right, And most of us are doing that and don't even realize it, right? We're literally just reacting to daily life, right? And then what's God's will? I'm like, in the context of what, right? What's the purpose? For God to have a will, he has a will about something. What is it? What's that think, right? Because you just invented it, right? So he might actually, but where does that fit into the whole narrative, right? So that's awkward. <laughs> um, <laughs> What are they looking at? Um, so, I would say definitely <laughs> don't look behind you, look forward. Um, always know the reason of why you're doing. For example, like I'm saying it has, and like I'm, I've lived off of that in a million different ways it's never left me, right? For example, it's like, well, what is the point of this service that I'm trying to do? What's its purpose? Like, I mean, it's it's huge in the macro and in the micro, right? So. For example, and I see a, a really good example in this in, in, in Like One time, my, my bishop in LA, one time he was just like, hey, I want you to revisit um, conventions. People aren't really going, right? Now, like, th- this is where the purpose comes in the background. He was just like, so is it that our conventions suck? Or is it that they're not a thing anymore? The purpose of conventions was X. If that is being dealt with, we don't need to just make another convention. The goal wasn't having a convention, right? So I mean, it's like even on the micro, I'm like, okay, yeah, right. So it's like, well, what's the goal of that? Or for example, the virtue, right? Like even there's another like situation where he was talking to me, and he said, you know. Somebody complained that a certain person was doing these wrong behaviors, okay? So they came to me, This is not me, the person who was talking was telling story, because he was the right position to correct the behavior. So he had run to that person and said, "Yani, is it true, one, two, three, four, five, right? And the person said, yes, it's true, thank you. Um, it is true. He's like, Banesh, right? He's like, my purpose is not to humiliate him, it's not telling him he's bad. It's not. It's that it's an actually objectively wrong behavior that ought to just stop. So, X period of time later, someone comes back saying, Al-Fikra, this is still happening." He goes, "So I went to the person. I'll just say, How was sahih? Is it true? It's still happening.'" And he goes, "And then I don't care the answer because my goal is not to humiliate them. Because if he's still doing it, has he knows that I know." my goal was just for it to stop that's all because it's wrong not because i'm anti this person right if he says yes we're good like like it's a win-win because the objective was fixing the behavior the objective was not trying to put somebody in their place right so i'm trying to say like this this concept of determining the purpose on every single level on any scale you can think of works right now why was the goal just correcting the behavior because of the bigger purpose, gospel. Because of the b- bigger purpose, salvation. It plugs into a context, right? It's not just random. So I would say that that was, that's still having an impact on me um, until now. Um, what are some ascetical practices we can incorporate into our daily lives as non-monastics? Um, asceticism has nothing to do with monasticism. Okay, like like if asceticism didn't exist until Anthony existed, like then, then there's no point that we made it up. Right? Then it's just it's asceticism treated it differently just being like it's a personalized workout plan. So it depends on what muscles in you are weak, or let's say you have good strength, what muscles you want to develop more. Right? So asceticism might be helping to recover health. For those who are in a good state of health, it's becoming healthier, versus becoming athletic, right? It's the difference between somebody who's jacked and a bodybuilder, right? It's those, right? So it comes by identifying your actual weaknesses and owning them and working on them, right? So if you're somebody, for example, who is obsessed with making sure people understand you, to the point that you're nonstop talking at every meeting and every single scenario. I just think that, you know, like maybe, and that's and you're always offering it freely for the wisdom of you to flow, okay? Is to say your asceticism might be, I'm not gonna give an opinion until directly asked. That's an ascetical work for you because you struggle with not always talking. There's another person who couldn't care less that doesn't want anyone to hear their opinion. That's not gonna be their ascetical practice, right? Whereas that person might be very selective in their company. That person's ascetical, ascetical practice might be, I need to offer love not just to people who I prefer their company because of what they're doing for me, right? It, it, there's a, There's a million ways. If you're somebody who sleeps too much, there are many things you can do about that right if you're somebody who gets angry easily right there are ascetical practices for that so i think mean, it has nothing to do really to me so much to do with whether you're in a monastery or not um or whether you wear a hoodie um as much as like is your goal godliness and the asceticism is the workout that gets me more close towards it um that's why, like, when you're sitting with your with your with your spiritual elders, um, make sure a component of your conversation is not just to list the things that you've messed up, right, but also to talk about like what you want to grow in, right? Because then then you can actually have something to discuss, and that's where real life comes in, because your ascetical practices are going to need to match your real life. Right? because you, you live in real life, you don't live in a hypothesis, okay? So your practices that come need to match the situations that you're actually in, right? Like I remember um, telling my father confession growing up, at went in, in Kitchener. I'm like, when it's the same fights every day, I'm gonna come home and then I'm gonna get in trouble because I actually now know my parents are watching, but I'd be like, my, my, my dad and my mom are gonna do X, Y, and Z, and they're gonna say this, and I'm gonna answer this, and that's gonna annoy them, and then they're just gonna get upset, and then we're gonna go and, and, and repeat. And I'm like, and it's like irritating. And he's like, okay. So, on your way home from the bus stop, imagine all of the things that could go wrong. Like, okay. Like, and accept them. And I was like, what? Uh, how is that helpful? Um, because in my mind, the resolution is getting my way or finding a way for them to understand and all this stuff. And it's like, no, you already knew it was going to happen. Why are you so worked up? I'm like, that's brilliant. Like, it's like saying, I know when the bell rings, like, class is going to start. Yep. Right? So, like, what what am I trying to change? Right? But the, diff- with the change that happened in the accepting, that was an ascetical work, so I'm saying it with my disposition. And then that gives you the room to learn. Maybe I was actually mistaken, right? Maybe maybe actually I I didn't understand them and not the opposite, right? That is a possibility, right? But I wasn't open even to that possibility because of where I was at. The ascetical act opens other things. But it was a practical one for me with the warfare that I have in that moment, right? And so that's something that the asceticism needs to be able to match somehow into the lifestyle that you're living. How does one control their thoughts? So that's many lectures to answer, but um, for example, thoughts of pride, lust, even if I ignore the thought, just the fact that I have it makes me guilty. I I don't know if you say it makes me guilty factually or emotionally. Um, Factually, no, it doesn't make you guilty. Um, Emotionally, maybe, but factually, no in the sense that you're not guilty for thinking something per se, right? In the sense that if I want something and the thing that I want is not intrinsically wrong, I haven't sinned yet, right? If I notice somebody is attractive, I haven't necessarily sinned yet, right? If I'm like hungry, I'm not gluttonous yet. Right, like like that, like be careful not to jump quickly to the, the wrong right away. But thoughts, the, the Desert Fathers say, what you put in is what you is what you get out. So whatever your senses are fed with, know that that's what's going to come out. Right, even when what you're what you what you're putting the senses isn't necessarily wrong, that's still what's going to come out. Right. So I like music. So like I remember in high school or early university being on some khilwa in Egypt or and the speaker talked about how songs are all demonic. Um, and I'm like, oh, no. Um, and, then, and so I'm like, all right. So I stopped music for a while. They're not all demonic. That's not the message. But um, I stopped. When I stopped, I'm like, well, I still want to listen to stuff. Um, and I'm not really an Alhan guy, um, uh, almost at all. Um, and I'm like, let's try it. So a little bit of that, a little bit of Teranim, a little bit of silence, little, like I was all over the place because like nothing was in really my style. Eventually my priest was like, why not? But that's a whole separate story. But I'm just saying that the experiment of not listening changed what was going on in here. Right where I'm like, oh wait, there's actually a difference even though I'm, I'm not even promoting necessarily that music is intrinsically wrong. Some music is, I'm just saying it, it's not as a whole, right? So then when other periods, like when I lived in Thunder Bay for a bit, I, I cut out on purpose, not because I believed it was wrong, just intentionally, right? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm, had this these four months on rotation. I'm only gonna do these things. I was listening to audio Bible. I'm like, I wanna finish the whole Bible while I'm here, right? um i wanted to do x y and z i was cross-country skiing like i had a life like i'm not saying now go lock yourself in your room I was, I was chilling um but at the end of four months i'm like this is kind of weird like when people are asking stuff or talking about stuff i have psalms coming out and i wasn't planning that right i've got bible stories coming out and i was never thinking of that right like where i'd be like oh that's kind of like that story it became a more natural language and i'm like i I like it i mean two months after i listen to music again but my point is input affected output 100 percent, right even when it's not intrinsically wrong now imagine if what i'm putting in is intrinsically wrong right then then even more so that i'm that i'm that i'm polluting myself so one is put yourself in the right places with the right food with the right sight, with the right touching with the right everything and this will trouble you way less because it's not struggling with those things because it's not on its mind, right? It's like people, forgive the analogy, I'm sure this will cause some troubles in one-on-ones, who, and everyone's gonna think I'm talking about them and I'm not, um, where they'll have their first like dating experience and then they break up statistically and, and they're like, my life will never be the same and I am miserable and you don't understand, this is why, and, 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 and so I'll, sometimes of a like, so can I ask you something? Was there ever a point before you dated this person ever in your life that you were ever happy? Because if so, then your happiness does not depend on this person, right? But because you experienced it and liked it, now you want it, right? And that's what I'm saying is that now if I'm putting stuff in that I can't have or shouldn't have, I'm, I'm creating my own struggle. I'm creating my own warfare thoughts. No one's doing it to me, right? No one, it's, it's, it's purely me. Having said that, you're gonna have thoughts, okay? So nobody can stop having thoughts, right? Unless there's something medically very serious going on, right, you're gonna have thoughts. So the Desert Fathers, again, say, now when you have them, two ways to deal with them, flee, or confront and both are helpful right but confronting without preparedness can be dangerous right so fleeing is like when you probably receive like okay prayers like short prayers Jesus prayer things like that um, I'd say flee even physically hit up a friend right like I always tell people for almost all different of like have a list of good better best right of like okay I'm in a situation that I need to fix, good, better, best. Best is, ideally, I would be able to pray, read the Bible, et cetera, but we all are very aware and we're not diminishing that. We're not always in the mood, right? I'm not always in the mood. I'm not always like, oh man, I want to do Psalms. No, I don't, right? I want to do that sin, right? So if I'm able to pray and do all that, wonderful, that's on the best list, but I might not be there. Better list, something productive, Something I'm supposed to get done, something helpful, something blah, 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 whatever, it whatever here. And good is just being neutral, it's just not wrong. I might be Netflix, I might be like shooting hoops with my friends, it might be going for a walk, it might be kayaking, right? It doesn't have to always be like glowing in the dark with your hands in the air. Okay? So so that you can have a real fleeing strategy, because when you flee to something that you actually like that's not intrinsically wrong, you're happy. Right? Like you not only escaped, but you're happy. Right, where it's not like that wasn't so bad, oh man, I ended up playing video games, right? Like said no one, right? Like you 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 might have actually enjoyed it, right? So flee, right? Have those different things, talk with your father confession about what are different fleeing strategies for you individually. Now confronting is also can be very helpful. Right? Like where it's like, let's say I have a thought of judgment, right? Or being like, why am I thinking that? Right, everything here points at the opposite of my judgment. The gospel speaks against it. Right, this is not even true. This is a lie. Right, like I've taken that thought, exposed it for what it is, and now it doesn't have power. Right, the problem is that we're not always ready because sometimes you might interact with a thought and then get pulled in deeper. Right, so that that needs some training um, to be able to do because if you're not well founded in the gospel the devil will have a field day with you, um, of being like, oh, I can answer that one. Um, and sometimes our own psychology is because it's not its not always the devil, right? Because we tend to want to justify ourselves more than we'd like to accuse ourselves. Um, so, flee, confront, what comes in, what comes out. I think those are good starting points. Like I said, you could have weeks of talks on that just from the thoughts of the Desert Fathers. Um, What does it mean that man is the spiritual head of a marriage? Must he be more spiritually advanced or inclined? What does woman, being weaker vessel, mean? Um, I think any answer is going to get me in trouble, but. <laughs> I, the pharmacist in me likes, like, biology. So I like seeing the man as the central nervous system. And the woman is the peripheral nervous system. There has to be a processing center. Why it's the man? Honestly, no other reason that God just made it that. If it wasn't the man, it would have been the woman. It would have been the same fight the other way. They're just two rules, okay? The problem, I think, that causes this question to arise is when people abuse the rules or don't appreciate the rules both, right? So, because if they were there properly, we nobody would have a conflict of there, right? The central nervous system, there has to be a place where things are processed. Where is the data coming to the central nervous system? All the senses. Without the body, the head is completely functionally useless the head has absolutely no meaning whatsoever without a body right and the peripheral nervous system gets to act on its own sometimes right so when you touch something hot the body's not waiting for it to get to the brain to say hot this said move your hand that's a biological fact before you even realize you have pain Right, that's a seriously significant function as well. What is the, ba- the brain processing? Everything that the rest of the body is telling it, right? So they better be in cooperation with each other because a pr- when they're not in cooperation, we will objectively call you diseased, right? If you are saying you need to move your hand and you can't, something's wrong with you, not something good, like what a strong head. Right, <laughs> he's able to call the shots but the body doesn't move, that's power. No, it's not, right? You're disabled, right? We're trying to fix that, right? So that's why I'm like, if you view it as just a role of authority, you're missing the point completely. In the same way that the head, that the, that the, the, the husband is the priest of the church and the wife is the body and she's the church, and Abuna right, like who's a priest for himself? Right, who produced the Abunas, the church? Who produced their mothers, the church? Who raised them, the church? Who nurtured them, the church? Those are all the feminine roles, right? That's a really big deal, right? So the, the issue is, is, is not superiority. If the issue in a relationship is superiority, then that couple is in sin. They're they're falling short of the design, right? It's it's a relationship of equals recognizing that there has to be at some point a place of decision-making where it's necessary, right? And a good leader is making the decision based on the body, and that's why the calling of the head is to sever itself for the body if necessary, right? Of saying, kill yourself for the bride. And a husband who doesn't live in that calling is a very imperfect husband, right? Which is almost everybody, right? And vice versa, right? So that's why if we live by the gospel, the gospel is saying just submit to each other. And if you did that, you won't be in conflict. I was saying, how can I give the other person their way? Right now, imagine if most married couples were fighting about how to give up instead of to take. Um, your priest will have way more free time if people did that. Um, <laughs> how to be able to see the positive in every situation in life, living in a positive mindset consistently by doing that. So like, where does your mind go in a situation? Is the first thing you do point out how awful the world is? And like, this is something that I definitely, I I struggled with a lot. Um, Putting my home crew on blast, we were extremely sarcastic. Um, And everything would like, it was just how we joke, right? And every conversation we'd have to point out like, something wrong with someone, even when he says something good. you I'm like, oh, did you hear that, that one? Well, I'm like, yeah, 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 but like, I don't know. I might have even been better if, right? Or being like that guy, uh, I mean, like he's weird, but that was a good moment, right? Like there's like, there's that. And then yeah. when I moved to California and I was at Abuna Kul Subrahim's house a lot, um, and he brought up some Abuna and like, that guy, isn't he the guy like the end of the world guy with like, Take your money out. Like, I was really sarcastic. And he had this literally confused look on his face. there's was like, maybe? Um, I don't know. But, like, I'm Christian because of that guy. Um, he, like, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? But it was, like, it was embarrassing. Because I'm like, why am I taking jabs at some guy I don't even know? I don't even know him. Right? Like, why is that the thing I know about him? Right, like there's many moments in my life that I would really rather people not know about. Right, like imagine if that's how I'm identified by, I'm like, oh, the guy who insert whatever. Right, so my point is that 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 reaction made me feel shy around him to say things about people that were negative. Right, especially because all of his speech was positive. That's what I'm saying. Even me seeing someone like that helped me stop. Right, because I'm just like, why am I doing that? then I started to be sensitive to people doing it, right? Of being like, why are we talking about this? What is the point of it, right? That's on the the, the passive side, the intentionally not talking about. The the intentional side is to actually actively look for good in everyone and everything, right? And when you've experienced someone do this with you, it's mind-blowing, like in, I won't forget in in confessions, especially like when I, um, uh, started being discipled by a certain monk when he would praise me sometimes about my sin like he wasn't like oh way to go good sin right but he was just like oh wow excellent how you handled that and i'm like what um like i'm used to like that's not i thought it was going to be like either right like right but it was like no that was the best response okay yeah you felt but it was perfect, you went straight to do X, Y, and Z, you then put it over here. I felt so encouraged, right? Or just being like, thank you for seeing something nice. Um, I'm not used to talking about nice. Um, That made me want with other people to find something good in them, right? That's what I was saying earlier, when I want something, give it, right? Someone gave me that and I'm like, oh man, I wanna give that too, right? Like, look at how happy it made me, can it make someone else happy? right so look actively for positive don't entertain negative um and be sensitive like this is what we're talking about earlier spiritual concepts all combine of what comes in is what comes out if you want to think positive (laughs) someone's in distress um block your ears <laughs> it was prophetic. Block um, <laughs> your ears from negativity. Um, there's something I, I like there's a certain hierarchy that I, I really respect where he 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 said to his his clergy, his count like the of he's like I will not tolerate people coming to me to complain about other people because they want to get close or they want to gossip or because they want to make someone look bad. If you are coming to talk to me because you have a complaint, then go bring the person about whom you are complaining in front of me and say your accusation in front of them. If for some reason they cannot come, I am telling you I will go to that person and tell them everything you said and that you said it. Because if you're coming to me, it's because you want a solution. If you're coming for advice, you don't need to talk about names. Right? So, hadad al know the purpose. I mean, all of these concepts connect, right? What is our speech for? So that, because even in that, he's like, I won't tolerate negative speech because why? I'm going to start thinking negatively and behaving negatively. Right? So don't tolerate negative input. Don't tolerate gossip. Don't don't tolerate speech that condones itself to something. Don't tolerate going places that you know are going to make you feel a particular way, right? These are all how you'll not be negative, right? That's why Saint Paul says it differently. Um, whatsoever things are pure, lovely, true, good, kind, etc., think on those things, right? Um, I would add, do those things, right? Then once you're doing that, you're 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 chilling. Um, I guess we'll do. What's the time cut off? Is it supposed to be nine or nine? Okay, so I'll do one more, and then we uh, will do part two on I think Sunday. How do we get up quickly after we sin? standing up Um, I'm not being facetious like with the one-liners but because things are really actually just that simple right like they they are right because what's stopping you from getting up is not God right no one's tying you to a chair to the floor or wherever you're at you are Um, so it's to recognize that it's just a decision right? Repentance is not um, being emo, okay? So if that's what you think repentance is, then A, you're not really going to enjoy it unless you love being emo, Um, and you're not going to get anywhere with it, right? Like, the the goal of repentance is not that you can talk about how much you suck, right? You may, in your repentance, feel that way or express that, but that's not repentance is, repentance just means to change your mind it's to identify that was a mistake i shouldn't do that and then you say sorry dad to god and then you go take a shower you go in for confession so and that that's its own topic of why the confession part is not it's not to officialize just your story there, there's there's an act happening in confession right where you're being healed right of, of, of the thing but If you can start viewing every moment as its own battle, you won't struggle with this. Like you don't need to be thinking about everything in the context of 500 million events, right? Like, so if it's like, I have the option right now of doing such and such sin, what am I choosing right now? Now I'm in the moment of choosing. I chose badly. Okay, so today in this moment, I fell. Now I say, I fell, I made a mistake, because I can't press control Z, so I just say, sorry. Then I can say, now what can I learn from this to help avoid the same fall in a similar battle in the future? right? What was, what was down on my end that did it? Maybe it was I was bored. Maybe it was I was overworked, and now I'm collapsing. Maybe it was I really put myself in the wrong place. Maybe it was I knew all the signs and ignored them. Like there's a hundred million different scenarios, and that's where spiritual guidance comes in to be like, how do I strategize with my own strengths and weaknesses? Again, come full circle. What is my asceticism that I can do to help work on this? How do I keep the head of the goal in front of me, right? And suddenly these things have meaning, right, in that moment, right? But then you also know that that's my dad. So I won't abuse the love of my dad. So the idea is not just like, okay, whatever I send and dad is so nice. Yes, he is really nice, but I shouldn't be abusive, right? That I can also go back to him and say, hey, Baba, I know you love me, and I know you forgive me. I feel badly because I know I'm doing something to the gift that you gave me, and I feel badly. Right? He's not going to be like, that's not bad enough, right? It's just like, I get it, right? Let me give you a new one. Let me wash it. Let me, Let me fix it right i'm 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 with you so live in the present moment once you sin don't delay run to i think physicality can help run to an icon of christ right literally run to an icon of christ and just say sorry dad right and then be like don't because the more you stay away from that moment the more awkward it gets Right, because then you're just you're just avoiding and the longer you avoid a the harder it gets to have the conversation on the one hand and b you might get more comfortable not talking right of being like you know what I don't mind the status quo right so it, it creates the lukewarmness so just jump up get up and do it um and that is it for tonight get to god every everyone man I mean, I know you